This restorative yoga class on the part of the perfectionism series is for letting go of guilt and shame. For this restorative yoga class on letting go of guilt, you're going to need all of your props, your bolster, your blocks, your strap. If you have an eye pillow, if you have a sandbag, we're going to be using them. And uh, it's nice to have a blanket on top of your yoga mat. And also, if you live in a cooler climate, it's nice to have a blanket to pull up over top of you as well. If you're new here, hello, my name is Melissa. And restorative yoga is one of my absolute favorite styles of yoga to practice and to teach. In fact, one of my favorite memories of going to yoga class as a student is going to one of my students' classes and one of my friends' classes. Her name is Lisa, a number of years ago when I lived in Ontario. We went with one of my good friends, and this friend happened to be quite a type A personality, kind of like she'd go here, 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 here. This is one of these kind of people. And um, I didn't actually, she practiced yoga, but she always practiced like Ashtanga, so very kind of quick, very moving uh, style of yoga and uh, she she didn't really do restorative but we managed to take her to uh, this restorative class through a mutual friend this is a, just a quick little story time for you so this friend uh, and myself went off to uh, Lisa's restorative class. It was like a candlelight restorative or something like that. Or she did, because uh, Lisa also did Thai massage, I think. So there was some kind of restorative and something. And uh, my friend was, uh, I like, I've never seen her so relaxed at the end of this class. <laughs> she was like a wet noodle. And when we took her home to her husband, her husband was like, thank you. Thank you for bringing this woman back to me. It's like one of my favorite memories of what you know, like what yoga can do for you. So that's great. So welcome if you're new. I love restorative yoga. I love what's the potential of it. And if you're a returning student, thank you so much for coming back and for making new memories with me with yoga. I love that too. So this class is part of the perfectionism series. And as I said, this is going to be a class on letting go of guilt and uh, shame. And this, like the teachings in this class for me was just like eye-opening and mind-blowing. So I hope it's the same for you. And uh, we're going to start with legs up the wall. And have your bolster close by, have your strap close by, have your eye pillow close by, and your... Um, if you have a sandbag, you can have that close by. I'll just tell you how I made this sandbag was an old pair of jeans that I picked up at a thrift stop shop for a dollar. Actually, they might've been a pair of my daughter's old jeans. So you just cut the legs out. And then I even just put in, um, I think they're beans in here from a, a cheap store. So it didn't really cost me hardly anything. That's how I made it. They're just two legs of a jeans sewn together. If we're ever starving, we can open this bag and eat the, the beans. <laughs> yes. Okay, so let's... Let's start with legs up the wall. Have, your, have all your props close by. We're going to move this out of the way. Mm. I need my timer. Okay, so to get your legs up the wall, you're going to put your hips right up against the wall. And you're going to swing your legs around. As I said, you want to have your bolster, your strap, and your sandbag close by. And you're going to, how should we do this? Okay, press your feet into the wall. Take the bolster underneath your pelvis so you get a little bit more inversion. You can stay here if you're happy and comfortable here. Or you can keep adding on to this incredible restorative pose that we're building. If you'd like more support, you can put a loop around your legs and you can just 
give yourself a little extra support there. So your legs are looped. And then a little bit more grounding. You can very carefully, especially if you've got heavy beans in your bag, take the bolster and place it on your feet. And then you're gonna take that up the wall. And then the last piece would be to find that eye pillow and place it on your eyes. And then you're all set. And we're gonna stay here for 10 minutes, so it's gonna be worth building that all up to whatever extent you are able or can. So if you tend to have perfectionist tendencies, then you might feel intense dissatisfaction and regret after you make a mistake. It feels as though you let yourself and everyone in your life down. You tend to feel self-conscious emotions such as guilt, embarrassment, self-disgust, and shame. And those painful emotions will linger and cause depression, anger, and worry. Not only do those painful emotions linger, but they also prompt perfectionists into compensatory striving to make up for their mistakes and imperfections, sending us into a vicious cycle of perfectionism that looks something like this. We make a mistake, we feel shame, we then strive harder to make up for the imperfection, then we strive to set a more ambitious goal that is harder to reach. The memory of the past mistakes creates performance anxiety. Then we make another mistake. And then we feel guilt-ridden, withdraw, maybe we snap, maybe we self-medicate in some way, and then we withdraw again. So this class is about the post-mistake recovery skills and letting go of guilt and shame. And the good news is that as perfectionists, we can practice post-mistake recovery skills that will allow us to, number one, be more self-forgiving. Number two, learn from what happened without loathing. And number three, make room for self-acceptance.
So stay with your breathing. And really your job in a restorative yoga class is to find the tension in your body and allow it to let go into the props and into the ground. So common sites for tension can be behind the eyes, in the eyes, eyebrows, forehead, shoulders, neck, jaw. belly okay so we're going to make our way out of this pose you're gonna maybe just slightly adjust the eye pillow to get used to the light again very carefully bend your knees especially if you have a uh, sandbag there so you don't hit yourself in the face with it and let it drop to the side release your strap on your legs Press into your feet, put the bolster off to the side. And then we're going to roll to the side and make our way up to seated for our next pose. Okay, you're going to make your way up to seated. You'll need to come, have your mat turn the other way. I think probably the work in restorative yoga classes setting up your postures. Okay, if you have a second blanket, you can fold it so you can elevate your pelvis to sit on it. Or a meditation cushion works well too. We're going to do a wide-legged seated forward fold. slightly to the side you want to just have your it's a restorative class so you don't want to have too hard an edge depending on the mobility of your hips you may be able to roll forward uh, more than me and that's great you want to be with your own body or you can use the bolster here and just fold forward to where you are Forward folds are really nice for supporting us and letting go. So guilt, shame, and embarrassment are all emotions that we feel when we think that we're under an obligation. We feel guilt when we think we did something that we should not have done. And we'll also feel guilt when we think we did something that we should have done. However, what you did or did not do was your best course of action at that time. So we have to remember that, you know, well, maybe we'll get into examples in in um, in a bit, but you know, most often we're just taking care of our best interests and protecting ourselves and looking after our own best well-being. So the question remains: Why should you feel guilty about doing your best? So maybe you didn't perform that well on a test or. Maybe you didn't live up to somebody else's expectations. So maybe you are feeling guilty because somebody else expected you to be more than you could be. But the truth is that nobody is entitled to that expectation. That is basically somebody else having an expectation to you, of you, not being you. So shame and guilt are toxic emotions. They cause us to hide. 
And at any given moment in time, you are doing your absolute best and therefore you're succeeding. So I'll think back to times when, of course I could have done better, but I was tired at the time. And so I did the best that I could with the energetic resources that I had. Or perhaps I'll look back and maybe I didn't have the emotional resources at that time to deal with the situation better, but I was doing the best that I could at the time with the resources that I had. The space between your teeth and your tongue can float in your mouth. Breathe into your low back, your back ribs.
Okay, we're going to slowly release this pose from your body. And very slowly bring your legs in. And we'll set up our next pose, which is going to be a little bit of a um, side bend, side body opener and hip opener. So you'll put your bolster in the center of your mat and then you're going to place both your blocks. <clears throat> Unless you have two bolsters, you could do, use another bolster here, which I actually do, but I think probably most people don't. You can put a bolster with either two blankets or a pillow on top of there. And then you'll need a pillow for your head too, or a folded blanket. So it looks like this, one, two, three. And then what we're gonna do is, <coughs> excuse me, we're gonna get into it. So that's gonna look like this. So <laughs> your hips are gonna be in this part, your body is gonna be, your legs are gonna be at a 90 degree angle. Your shoulder is gonna go in this groove. Your top hip's gonna go down. So we're gonna need to move these, this bolster set up down <coughs> so that it supports that bottom leg. Okay. And then you're here. And you can either stay like this in this pose or you can take your top arm overhead so you get some side body opening. And this might be enough. This is probably enough. So our guilt, shame, and embarrassment are emotions that we feel when we think that we're under obligation. We feel guilt when we think we did something that we should have done. We also feel guilt when we think we did something we should not have done. However, whatever you did or did not do was your best course of action at the time. The question remains, why should you feel guilty about your best? Maybe you feel Guilty because somebody expected you to be more than you could be. And as I said before, the truth is nobody is entitled to that expectation. That's somebody having the expectation of you not being you. As I said before, shame and guilt are toxic emotions and they cause us to hide. At any given moment in time, you're doing your best and therefore you're succeeding. So letting go of guilt and shame is a matter of releasing the feeling of undue responsibility. Letting go of guilt and shame is a matter of releasing the feeling of undue responsibility. Sometimes your best is not good enough for a successful outcome. Sometimes your best is not good enough for a successful outcome. And you can take the time to recognize that you did the best that you could in any given situation. Once you conclude that you did not do anything wrong, you can let go of the feeling of undue responsibility. So, just because uh, per perfectionists are particularly vulnerable to explo exploitation and more prone to guilt than other people. <laughs> this is, in my experience, true. So let me say that again. Perfectionists are particularly vulnerable to explo exploitation and more prone to guilt. So we can make a conscious decision and intention to give up taking on guilt trips. Okay, let's let's do this together. Let's let's become team perfectionists and agree not to take on guilt trips anymore. So listen to this. This this was the mind-blowing part for me, and it's something that I've recognized a lot since um since learning about it. A guilt trip is when somebody else sells you on a particular should or shouldn't. 
And then you head off on a journey of guilt avoidance. So a guilt trip is when somebody else sells you on a particular should or shouldn't, and then you head off on your own little journey of guilt avoidance. So remember that that pattern that we talked about at the beginning? You make a mistake, you feel shame, or somebody else says that you made a mistake. You feel shame, you strive harder to make up for the imperfection, you set a more ambitious goal that's harder to reach, or you set an you set out to do something to make up for the mistake. That's a pattern that I have, or the perceived mistake that somebody else perceives. And then you have this memory of the past mistake that pr creates performance anxiety. Then you make another mistake. You feel guilt-ridden. You withdraw. You snap. And maybe you self-medicate in some way, and then you withdraw again. So just because somebody else thinks you should or should not do something does not mean you should do it. Just because somebody else thinks you should or should not do something does not mean it is so. You do not have to take on anybody else's should or should not and make them into your own. Okay, so we're going to just move this all over to the other side. So basically we're gonna take this, I was on my left side now, and if you were on your left side, you're gonna move over to your right side. Basically you're gonna flip the whole thing over to the other side. So your arm goes between the pillow and the bolster, your legs go between the bolster and the block bolster, and then you take your top leg down so it rests on the bolster that you made or your second bolster, so it points straight down, then you get a little bit of a hip opening there, and then um, you take your top arm overhead. So if somebody is trying to shame or guilt trip you into doing something or not doing something, you have every right to say no. There's nothing morally or ethically wrong with your own pursuit of well-being in the moment. Your well-being is no less important than anyone else's well-being. So if somebody else is trying to shame or guilt trip you into doing something or not doing something, you have every right to say no. There's nothing morally or ethically wrong with your own pursuit of well-being in the moment. Your well-being is no less important than anybody else's well-being.
Okay, you're going to release this posture on this side. And for the next two postures, you're going to need less props. <laughs> so that's the good news. You can put the other props aside. You're just gonna need your bolster for the next posture and for the final posture, you'll need your bolster and a, um, well, you might want your eye pillow though. Um, a bolster and a strap for the final posture. So for this one, we're going to do a reclined twist. So um, you're gonna lie on your back, knees bent, feet flat on the floor, arms out in a soft T, press into your feet, lift your hips, take them over to the side and place them on the bolster. And you can, if you want to, just place your eye pillow on your eyes here.
Okay, so you're going to come back center. Untuck your hips. If you've got your eye pillow on, it can be interesting to try and do this without taking your eye pillow off. To feel where you are in space, take your bolster over to the other side of your mat. Arms out into a soft T, press into your feet, lift your hips, take them over to the side a bit, and lower your knees onto your bolster. So twists are fantastic for letting go and for releasing tension in your body. So just allowing yourself to be here in this pose and letting you have some quiet time in this pose to receive the teachings in the class. Breathing, letting go, releasing tension down into the props and into the earth. And when your mind wanders, bring it back to the sensations in your body, the breath in your belly. Feel the rotation of your spine, your shoulders resting on the ground. You can even reflect back to the aspects of the teachings on letting go of guilt that are standing out to you right now.
And just notice how it's relating to you and your, your lived experience, your day-to-day life. And then you're going to take your feet off the bolster, press into them, untuck your hips. Just give your spine a chance to unravel. And for the next one, you may or may not want to look what you're doing, but you can press into your feet, take the bolster. Actually, you are going to need to, because you're probably going to need to find your strap for this, if you want to use your strap for this. Okay, you're going to press into your feet, lift your pelvis, and you get your bolster underneath your pelvis. And then for a little extra stability and support, you can do the same thing we did with legs up the wall, which is to put your strap around your legs. There. And that's the pose. Just a nice gentle back bend here. And then you can put your you can put your eye pillow on your eyes again. So when you focus on the mistake that you made, you ignore the origin of your motives. At any given moment in time, you are doing the best that you could to look after your own well-being. At any given moment in time, you are doing the best that you could to look after your own well-being and probably the well-being of others too. This undermines your own self-worth and fuels your striving to redeem yourself by being perfect, lawless and error-free next time. So let go of the mistake and focus on your intention and aspiration towards the pursuit of your own well-being at the moment. Reflect on what your reasons were behind your behavior. Judge yourself on your intention and not the outcome of your efforts. Give yourself the benefit of the doubt. The outcome of any situation is the result of many causes and conditions. And the results do not all depend on your own actions. And many times I find when I'm thinking that way, and I'll speak for my own self here, that it can be actually quite arrogant to think that everything is on my shoulders, that it's all my fault, all the causes and conditions, all the outcomes are a result of everything that I've done, because there are many things that come into play, right? And one of the examples that's often given is that, you know, a butterfly can flap its wings across the world, and it can have a ripple effect on the other side of the world, right? So to think that the outcome is completely as a result of our actions alone is actually quite arrogant. And so that's how sometimes I'm able to get over my own self is to see my own arrogance in my perfectionism. So um, that's another way to kind of wrap your head around it too, if that's, if that's helpful for you.
Okay, you're going to release this pose from your body and we're going to set up Shavasana for you. So we're going to take a little more time setting up Shavasana today. <clears throat> going to press into your feet, lift that bolster out of the way. So for Shavasana today, I just want to double check what I've got set up for you. You're going to have the bolster underneath your knees and you can have your extra blanket or your meditation cushion for your belly. And then you're going to have your sandbag if you have one. <clears throat> Set up here. This is going to go over your head to put some weight on your head. Relax your brain. Okay, let go of all that guilt and shame. <laughs> that you carry as such a heavy burden. <clears throat> so you're going to go like this. And this. So you can put an extra blanket on your belly. You're going to put that sandbag. It's going to be draped over here. And then you're going to set it up so that the weight of it comes onto your head. There, that kind of doubles as an eye pillow for me. Nice. So you got some weight on your head, some eye pillow, and you're all set. And I just have to set the timer for us for Shavasana here. And you can stay resting back here. I'm going to sit up and read you a short excerpt from John O'Donohue.
This is a short excerpt from Eternal Echoes by John O'Donoghue. When personal guilt in relation to a past event becomes a continuous cloud over your life, you are locked in a mental prison. You have become your own jailer. Although you should not erase your responsibility for the past, when you make the past your jailer, you destroy your future. It is such a great moment of liberation when you learn to forgive yourself. Let the burden go and walk out into a new path of promise and possibility. Self-compassion is a wonderful gift to give yourself. You should never reduce the mystery and expanse of your presence to a haunted fixation with something you did or did not do. To learn the art of integrating your faults is to begin a journey of healing on which you will regain your poise and find new creativity. Your soul is more immense than any one moment or event in your past. When you allow guilt to fester and reduce you like this, it has little to do with guilt. The guilt is only an uncomfortable but convenient excuse for your fear of growth. So I want to acknowledge you for recognizing your own pursuit of well-being in the moment and for having the courage to say no to other people's shoulds and should nots. So gradually allow your breath to deepen, wiggle your fingers and toes, start to gently stretch out, bend your knees, roll to your right side and slowly make your way up to seated so we can gather the fruits of our practice first into ourselves and then we'll offer them out into the world so that everybody can free, be free of guilt and shame wouldn't that be a good idea Loka samasta sukino bhavantu. Loka samasta sukino bhavantu. Loka samasta sukino bhavantu. May all beings be happy and free, and may the thoughts, words, and actions of my own life contribute in some way to the happiness and freedom for all. So give yourself a thumbs up for letting go of guilt and for saying no when you need to say no and for looking after the pursuit of your own well-being and put, I am pursuing my own well-being in the comments. I'm pursuing my own well-being in the comments. And if you would like my nine most requested mudras, then go to melissawest.com mudras and you can put your email in there and we'll send that to you. And... Um, I'm sending you much love from beautiful British Columbia. May your joy be as deep as our ocean. May you be as rooted as the old growth trees in our forest. And may you be as strong as our mountains. Om Shanti. Namaste.